Elevate Visual is a proud sponsor of the Nerd Podcast. Let Elevate Visual help you with your next videography project, including licensed drone services, real estate video tours, business promotional videos and advertisements, and much more. Give Brandon a call today at 320-491-4418. that bad like freaking uh migraine bad bad that sucks so i guess uh we don't have to worry about how your golf game was yesterday no it didn't go yesterday yeah i didn't uh i didn't enjoy didn't enjoy the thought of a welding booth either it was hot enough out there when we were out there on uh tuesday yeah we went what was yesterday Wednesday. Yeah, we didn't go Wednesday. We went Tuesday. It wasn't wasn't too bad by the end of it. Yeah. There was a little breeze out there. It wasn't horrible. Yesterday it would have been. Today is going to be brutal, too. Today's going to be bad, too. I already made the corporate decision. I'm throwing in the towel and league the night ain't going. They canceled last night. What's he? Are they doing? Rumor is he wasn't. He told me he wasn't. They weren't going to have league either. Oh, well, that'd be even better. I don't so know. I don't have knows? to be the bad guy. Who knows? That's him. But uh, yeah, when it's that hot, it sucks. So yeah. Well, anyway, we're. Um, I don't even know where we're at. Seems we're like we're eighteen. It seems like it's been forever. It has because we got all wonky this week. Our schedule got all messed up. Uh, well, yours was messed. We up We were last wonky week. the two weeks before because we were a day early, and now we're a day late. Now we're a day early and a day late. Huh. So we are at, um, here you go, folks, episode 18, correct, of season episode number two? Episode 18. That's Dan, I'm Jeff, Brandon on production, and you are listening to The Dirt Podcast. And uh, make sure, I know um, still on sale, apparel still on sale as of right now, as far as what I know. Um, I just saw an order come across. Um, there's some stuff getting shipped across the border. <laughs> get so. your order, get your orders in. Cause she's backed up. Yeah, she is. She's busy. Yeah. She's super busy. She's so, selling uh, uh dirt podcast merch to everybody in the country. So shop beanstock.com. Uh, she's got other racing apparel up there too. So, um, but make sure you hit the dirt podcast, get your apparels when you're going out to, uh, all your local tracks, you're looking sporty yeah, and flashy. Like Brandon. Be like the cool kids. Wear yeah. the Dirt Podcast merch. There you go. There you go. So other than that, what, uh, what in the world? What's been going on out in the world? It seems like I haven't... Uh, seems like I've been out of tune, but I know I've watched a ton of races. I don't really remember a whole much. I uh, I had a four-day four uh, marathon at Husets. Is that where we're going to start? We're going to start with the... Um, well, yeah, that's what we were doing, so that's what we were doing. The Dan... The Dan Diaries, the Diaries of Dan and uh, <laughs> Brandon, South Dakota. Dirt Track Diary. Not our Brandon, South Dakota. Uh, top notch. So anyway, I want to know um, facility. Talk about the facility. I, I mean, obviously, I've, I've, I've never been there. You, I can see it on TV. Um, but like, as far as just the, uh, the concessions, the features, that kind of stuff. So this thing, this listeners. is a kick-ass deal. I mean, it's 
It's different than a lot of places I've ever been. A lot of them are just a big blob parking lot. Right. You know, this thing, it's got a, it's, uh, it's right off Highway 11. Okay. Like, I mean, it's on top of the freaking road. So there's a north entrance and a south entrance. North entrance, you take off, you head towards Brandon. South entrance, you take off out of there, you head towards Sioux Falls. Okay. And this thing is right on this main road. So the VIP entrance and everything is on the south end. That's where that is. But then there's that road goes all the way out to the parking spot spot in the back, which is by right next to the pit area. Okay. So it's, it's you know, the biggest dumpster fire of every race special there is is the traffic leaving the races when you're done. Right. No, these guys, they got it figured out. They're like, yeah, if you're going, if you're going to Sioux Falls, you take the south exit. If you're going to, the, going to Brandon, you take the north exit. There's no, there's no traffic jam. You get in there and get out of there like a dream. Perfect. And believe it or not, people in South Dakota are actually smart enough to listen to what they say and they do really? it. All right. And it works. Never saw a cop the whole time I was there. Not directing traffic, nothing. It's, it's totally different mentality out there. Big brother is not there to babysit you. Okay. If you do something stupid, you're probably going to get your ass in a jam, but you're not going to have everybody, somebody looking over your shoulder everywhere you go, which was really kind of nice. Good. Good. Um, but this track's in a bowl. Like it is cut down in a bowl. Like the, okay. the infield is at the bottom of the hill and it's all paved. Okay. And I don't know what they put under there for drainage, but it's got to be pretty good because we got a shit ton of rain on Friday, ran the races out and Saturday morning it was dry. So it was, it was, uh, it was good. And then how it works is so you, obviously it's in a bowl. So you drive down a hill into the parking lot. And then you, you park out in the grass, and then there's camping out there on both sides of the pit area, which the camping, I camped at the State Park Campground across the road, which is really nice. I would suggest anybody, if you're going to go out there and you're going to camp, that's where you go. It's a mile from the track. Bring a golf cart, drive your golf cart to the race from the campground to the racetrack. Nobody gives you any shit. It just works perfect. Right. But um, you literally come in, so you walk into the grandstand like from the middle of the three four wall, like all the merch trailers are off of the off of turn four, and there's a ticket window off of turn four, and then you walk up this ramp, and the ramp gets you to there's there's a concourse to the grandstand, yeah, and below you is general admission, and right. then above you is reserved seating. Okay, so I looked at this on the on the website to see, get a diagram of it. And I got my tickets way up by the VIP tower. Like we were at the top. It's like, there's a concourse up there. There's bathrooms, beer garden, mer- concessions, everything. So I'm like, well, this is perfect. We'll just come in on that South gate, go right in there. No problem. South gates only for VIP. So we parked the golf cart over at the North gate. And then we had to climb the steps all the way to the top every week, okay. which was a little bit of a pain in the ass, but not a big deal. Not horrible. Um, they got concession stands scattered all over that place. Like they got, they actually got pizza ranch has got its own spot there. Nice. Like, so you can go there and you can buy a whole pizza or you can buy a bucket of chicken or you, <laughs> you can do all this. You can do whatever you want to do. And they got, they got a, a concessions lineup like Grand Forks. Okay. If, sure. if you want it, they got it. They got it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And they charge just like Grand Forks. It's expensive. It is. It's seven bucks for a freaking cheeseburger. And Yeah. They're doing something that every that every track should do, in my opinion. If you have a liquor license, they have a signature drink. 
Just just like Eldora's got toilet water. They got high banks punch. Let me tell you, it is freaking good. <laughs> I don't There is pineapple juice and rum in it. it. It's basically a garbage can drink. You just start dumping bottles in this shit and it's a wop. Yeah, it's but it's it's really good. They got they got it perfected, but they better be good for for twelve dollars a freaking glass. Nice, nice, and everything seems it's obviously pretty new. Um, it for the most part, I know the staged. grandstand is redone, but it's staged. It's it's like you you know you go to some of these racetracks and you can kind of see how they've grown through the years. Like when you go to Deer Creek, yeah, or Mississippi Thunder was that way too when we were yeah. there last year. Like you could see, okay, this was the main grandstand, and they added this and they added that. It's similar to that. Okay. It's it's built that way. Um, obviously, they, they've done a lot of asphalt and concrete work, um, just updating things. I don't know. I think I think that happened in the Brennan era when Chuck Brennan owned it before Todd before Todd Queering bought it. But um, really nice place. Nice. It's it, it's. I'm definitely going back there next year. Nice, nice, and started off Wednesday with the um, with the tri-state late models were there. Um, and then, uh, were the regular lay models there too? No, IMCA was, stock, our crown series was gotcha. there too. And then, um, the, um, tri-state deal, did they have two features or just one? Two. Was it two? Yeah, they did the, that Nordic Memorial was the first race oh, tonight, and then they that's ran right. their full show afterwards. That's right. Searing won that. So yeah, he was at six grand. He yeah. got the six grand. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I watched that race. That was a good one. Um, so then they ran and then the, uh, Lucas guys came in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and what what was what day was completely wiped out? Friday. Friday was wiped yeah, out. So they ran sucked. Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday was thurs, Thursday was your typical Thursday event for a three day weekend. Thursday is always the clunker. Yeah, it always is because they know Thursdays Thursdays results don't count towards the big show on Friday and Saturday. So a lot of these guys they go out and they test stuff, they make changes, they do different things. Yeah, it's still a points paying deal. But they try stuff because obviously they're not coming there for t- they're not coming there for twelve grand. They're coming there for fifty three grand. So, um, it was okay. The, it 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 latched up at the end of the race, which didn't surprise me because it was hot as shit. Yeah, and it it was. I mean, I will say this: their their track prep people out there, if they didn't write the book, they were watching the guy that wrote the book. Oh yeah. They got they got their shit together. Yep. I everybody I don't know, this is what I think. They're just from watching the races out there and how they do everything. When they have that race out there, we should just shut down every racetrack in the upper Midwest. And every track prep guy should go out there <coughs> and watch what those guys do and how they do it. And everybody everybody would be in a better spot. And it's not that much work. What right. they what they do is very simple. They don't use never saw a sheep's foot. The whole time I was there, never saw a rubber tire packer. Whole time I was there, um, they got a they got a fleet of old Suburbans that they got sprint car left rears on. Yep, that's what they packed the track with, and it works flawlessly. The biggest thing that I took away is um, seven o'clock in the morning on race day, ducks ducks could land in there. Yeah, I mean it is soaked. We went to the golf course on Thursday morning, I think it was, or for, no, it was Friday morning. And we had a 7.20 tea time. We drove by there, and the place was freaking underwater. Like, I could have rotor decoyed a dozen mallards into there. Right. And they kept it like that all day. Water, 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 water. Yep. And they don't pack it in with anything hard. 
and they dig it. All they do for digging it is is that they got a great big blade that they use to move the cushion up Saturday night because mm-hmm. we got another shot of rain between shows and right, Saturday. Right. So they used that to move the cushion up, which was good because they got it up to the wall and, and it was a really good race. But they used that and they got two John Deere's with Lele's on them. Nice. And they got a their water truck. Their water truck isn't like like our water truck. It's not just out, it's not just a rail on the back. Like they've got side nozzles on it and everything. So they can they can really cover the whole track by like driving one lane on the track, which is good because they don't have all this heavyweight compaction on their stuff. So the the track stays very consistent. It's not hard, but it doesn't get rough. Right. Like when it peels, it it peels right. consistently because there's not all this heavy weight. Like you don't have one spot that's concrete and the next spot that's like black dirt in a sandbox. Yep. Yep. So it they they really got their shit together. Yeah. yeah. And then uh so they yeah, like I said, Friday got rained out and then they started they started like one, one o'clock was hot. One laps. o'clock on Saturday. And and uh, actually went uh, it was actually decent racing. It I was thought, uh, absolute duck slew at one o'clock when they rolled it. They had it rolled in in a half an hour, and they started racing on it, and it was roasted in six races. Yeah. That sun was yeah. straight in the sky. It was 90 degrees. That was and, rough. And then they farmed it four times. And yeah. People are getting pissed off, and it's like, you guys, you got to – this is day racing. This is what happens. You have to do this because if they would have let it latch up during the day, it would have been junk all you night. You lose that track during yep. the day, and you're donezo. Yep. Yep, completely donezo. So then they had the big show on um, – obviously on Saturday night. It was a 75-lapper, correct? 80. It wasn't eight, oh, 80 yep. for the I-80 deal. Yep. They just moved that over to 80. Yep. Um, and um, good race. It was a really good race. They run all over the place. And um, I thought, um, obviously, Brandon Shepard got the wins. Big win for him. Um, Pierce second. Um, Thornton in a fourth. Who was third? Uh, Who was floating in third there? Uh, Huddy. Huddy got third. Yeah. And um, it's a good race. I thought, um, I thought. If Pierce, I thought he was a little nice. Um, Pierce was nice. You had to get the lead there. You had to have the lead there because um, it was tough. I mean, yeah, you could throw a slider for the win, and the cushion was obviously the way to be, but um, and especially in lap traffic. Um, if you weren't that first car getting up to lap traffic, you are having a tough time, and I think you saw Pierce having a tough time um, you know, getting through lap traffic. But I thought that one time, was it coming out of four? He he could have he could have doored him hard coming out of four and he and he had every right to do it. I think if there wouldn't have been twenty to go because there's about a little over twenty to go then um, would have been last lap like the Prairie Classic a few years ago. It would have been payback time. Well, if you would have really want if you really wanted to peel the onion with about twenty five to go, they were all th- they were running basically three abreast. Yep, Shepard, Pierce, and Huddy were all up there and. Huddy went Huddy went in hard on the cushion into turn one. And Pierce was on the bottom in two. And uh Shepard was kind of two thirds of the way up the track. And they were all pretty much together. Huddy could have bombed him. He he could have split him. And he he would have made it. I mean, he he could have he could have done a <laughs> freaking death slide job. And he could have been leading the race, and I think if he would have got out front, you wouldn't have caught him. No, right, right, right. Because he was really fast and clean air. Like he would, they'd, they'd run three wide for five or ten laps, and then Huddy would fade. And then when he'd fade back, he'd be half a straightaway back. And next thing you know, as soon as he got in clean air again, here that son of a bitch comes. Yep. And he would, and it was like two or three laps, and he was on him again. 
but his cart, his car didn't have enough balance and, and dirty air. He couldn't hang with him for a long period of time. I think he kind of, I think he used his tires up too much. Right. It just right. wasn't quite there. Right. Yeah. No. So Bishop with a big win heading into, uh, obviously heading into the weekend. Um, and that was pretty much, uh, it was pretty much about the only, uh, world outlaws were off last weekend. Yeah. Um, wasn't a whole lot of, I think there was some stuff. I don't know if the Southern Series was running a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Those guys, those, it's hard to keep up with all them schedules down there. They're the Schaefer's deal. They're always running good, good car counts down there. Well, too. they start, they start so damn early in the day. Like, I, I don't know why, but they start early in the day. Like, you flip the TV on, you see there's a Schaefer Southern All Star race going on. It's 8 30 at night and the thing is done. Yeah. Well, a lot, well, a lot of you it know? is too. Sometimes they don't run all weekends or if they do, they're running Sundays and, right. But they're get in and get out and let's get the heck out of here and let's right. get rocking. So, no, other than that, uh, no, it was good. Did you break a lawn chair? No, never, never, never brought a lawn chair. Uh, I need one. Yeah, you uh, not even in the campground or anything. No, I got highly durable stuff in the campground. That's cause over. Actually, I was one. I got one right on my bold predictions. I wasn't on the one to go to the show this week, um, but I did get one of my bold predictions right, picking another uh, first-time winner in the street stocks at Viking Speedway. See, Brad Lorenz got the W there. Um, then I picked RTJ to um, DNF at Husets <laughs> and said he got the hard charger, right? He did. <laughs> he did. And uh, in case anyone's wondering if and I, everybody's got their favorites and everybody's got their guys that they love to hate, uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. is in a league of his own. Yeah. He, he is absolutely in a league of his own right now. Um, the, the thing that the thing that's going to that's going to kick his ass if he continues to throw his spoiler into guys' window nets, he's going to end up out in the brush pile. Yeah, well, they're, they're getting sick of it already. You you can't you can't uh, all go your, slide into the bottom. I can see your lips your sp- moving, but what's going to get done, yep. Dan? What are those guys going to do? They're going to fence him. Who? Somebody's gonna because they're sick of it. He roughed up Dennis on uh, on Saturday night, and he didn't take too kindly to it. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, he is. He's. I mean, he won last night, or was it two nights ago? Yeah, he won. He won the hundred grand in Norfolk, Nebraska. There, there's something wonky going with, on with that car, though. Because when so he was Pierce was leading that race. It's called Sneaky Pete. Yeah, well, I don't think a Sneaky. <laughs> I don't think a Sneaky Pete even is. Did you see that. him Tuesday night I when sure did. Um, Pierce was driving away from him and the yellow came out and it was like he absolutely shoved that thing in another gear. He was a straightaway ahead of him, put it on cruise control. Sneaky Pete. He's he's throwing a sneaky Pete down his uh yeah, but what do you sneak what do you use for a sneaky Pete in a super late model? They're already juice of the hill. Well, little you nitro. Well, why you uh why you sneaky Pete in uh, drag cars? I mean they, a little boost. Anything's gonna help. Yeah, I don't know. He hit that corner coming out of two at Norfolk that one time when <laughs> Pierce started catching and I'm like he put like 10 cars on him down the back straightaway yeah, and Pierce hit gone. the corner. I'm like, huh. Yeah, no, he is in a he's he is in a league of his own. And you know what? I hope they're getting sick of him. I hope they are. And I hope someone starts door banging him because it's just all it's going to do is bring excitement. It's going to be fun. It's going to bring entertainment. You're going to sell some T-shirts. You're going to sell tickets. You're going to sell pay-per-view. You're going to sell the whole nine yards. And I'm going to tell you another thing that's going on right now that that. People, you don't really see it unless you're there. Uh, Davenport and Overton got a lot of work to do. They they are they are hanging on to relevancy by a thread. 
They, uh, they are not even close to where they were Overton's a year ago. has got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, he looked good in one heat race. But man, I'm telling you, man, they they uh they they, they they're missing the boat on something. Somebody caught on to something that they don't know about. Yeah, and he's um never really been a much of a short track guy or big cushions or you know, he likes the smooth and the dry right. and the dirty, being able to run the middle. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you're you're traveling along here, you don't even know what you're going to run into track conditions, um, especially with some areas are super wet and some areas are super dry. You don't know what you're going right. to run into. So I can tell you one thing that I did notice, and I mean, you and I have been all over the country watching this shit, right? I would say that Houston's is probably the most physically demanding racetrack that I've ever seen on a driver. I mean, this thing's just got it's the way they do it. It's just got grip in it. Yep, and it's it's cowboy up on the wheel. And they're like flying right now. around that oh, place, it, it, absolutely flying around that place. TV doesn't do justice. I no, watched, you said that. I watched some. <clears throat> I watched some of the replay videos and stuff on TV. No, it the, these guys are on the hammer all the time. I mean, it's. I don't know. I, half of them, like, if you're an old guy, like, I can't believe Lance Matthews ran as good as he did there on Saturday <laughs> night because he, he was like the hard charger in that in that Melvin race. Yep. Um, it's it's a physically demanding deal. I mean, these guys they get out of the car, they are absolutely whooped. It's 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 a young bucks game. Yep, yep. So that was Hussitz, and then they had, like I said, they had they went to Norfolk. Uh, Nebraska Monday, North Tuesday, Norfolk, anyway, <laughs> uh, to, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the uh, XR Super Series Hunter Grand Race, um, rough car count, yeah, um, with only 28. Um, there was a rough car count in Houston's too. Yeah, there was. They had the, um, they had the double features going on on Monday um, for Norfolk and then um, flipped it over to a couple Bs and then the A on, on, uh, on Tuesday. Um, crowd was a little light on Monday. I know they were, it was super hot down there. Yeah. Um, it was another probably five to 10 degrees warmer down there than it was up here. So they, they moved everything back, which was good. Um, they only had the one class, so it really didn't matter. Um, so they kind of moved everything back. I think they started like eight and eight thirty, um, just to get out of the heat. I think, I think, I think Tuesday's crowd was obviously pretty good. Tuesday's crowd um, was the biggest <clears throat> crowd they ever had. It was standing room only. Did you see what those knotheads were doing? Who, the crowd? Yeah. No. They were standing clear up to the fence. There were so many people in there. They sold so many tickets that they were clear up to the front stretch wall. Right by the fence right there? Right by the fence. Must have, I, I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Whoever the insurance guy is for that place is probably having a little conversation yeah, with them, boys. We'll talk about that in a little bit. but <clears throat> I didn't, but I saw um, it was a 100-lapper. And you could kind of see, I didn't listen to any of their interviews. I looked like three and four was pretty latched down. It, la- it latched the <clears> lane <throat> up from the bottom. But I don't know. One and two was weird. Did you see the lane Thornton and Pierce? Those guys are running, getting into one and two. Mm-hmm. Kind of like mid, and then they were kind of hitting that cushion right there. Well, they were hitting, past the, cu- they were hitting the cushion trying to get a good launch off. Yeah. Because I think it was such a sweeper. It was past the apex. Yeah. And they were hitting it, and then they were shooting down that straightaway. Um, but like I said, Ricky Thornton Jr. got the win again. Was Pierce second again? Pierce was second, yeah. Who was third? Uh, who was third? Killer. Kyle Brunson. He ended up third? 
Um, and I don't, I don't remember who else was coming through the pack there. Um, but yeah, twenty eight. Shepard was fourth, I think. The quality was second to none, obviously. Um, there's no doubt about that. But you know, you didn't have guys like um, you know Owens wasn't there, right? Um, the, Nick Hoffman, I don't know, he hasn't raced in two, three weeks. Has he in his late model? No, I don't know. He hasn't been racing. Okay, I get the world of outlaw guys not racing it. Okay, I get it because they got Prater Classic Friday, Saturday, and then they got USA Nationals Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the following week. They've been on the road a lot, so they got to get home. They got to go through their shit, right? I get that. But here's something that I didn't know happened until I got there. What was the total count at Houston? 33, 34. Todd Queering cut the purse. Where? Back. When? Before the race. At what? Used to be 5,300 to start Silver Dollar Nationals. Yeah, 53,000, 5,300 to start. 25, 53 to start. And that was back. That was the last five or six spots I got paid that. And then it went up to like three grand, 3,100. They cut a lot of money out of the back end of the field. And I think that's why you've seen a lot of those guys not Could have been. Yeah. 5,300 to start is a pretty good chunk of change. Well, it is, and it, you got you got to run three nights. you got to run three nights, and you're not guaranteed shit Thursday because that's just a regular. I mean, if you're not a Lucas regular, you know, it's it's you got one shot to get into the show. If you're not there, you get nothing. And then to run three nights, if you make the show, you get 2,500 bucks. Did he still play 30 for second? Right? Yeah. Yep. That was the same. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't I don't and maybe that's killing that XR deal. I mean, did you see the purse? Yeah. Hundred grand to win, thirty yeah, but, grand for second. Yeah, but it's five grand for fifth. Yeah. It's like hold on here a sec. You know what I mean? But You're it's, gonna two, go, it's two thousand to start though, right? I think so. Well, for a two day show it has to be two thousand to start. And they got paid for they got paid on Monday. Mm-hmm. Because Ricky Thornton Jr. had one, what do you win? A hundred, what do you get? Like three grand? Were yeah. They, were they three so. grand or something? Yeah. Or five grand on? No, they were five. They were five on Monday. I remember seeing the signs. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Hundred grand. You could take 50 grand off that and make it 50 grand to win. Spread it out a little bit more. Would you get more cars? Absolutely. You would. You should, they should pay, they should pay 50 grand to win and 5,000 to start what they should do or four thousand to start they get way more cars and I, no, but maybe, I, maybe hey they're running in the middle of the week maybe they don't want more cars maybe they don't but maybe that's what yeah but he had the format set up for more cars yeah you know he wasn't expecting you know the, the 214 i mean they only had running what they had qualifying a feature right and a feature i mean technically you only ran you barely hit the track because you didn't have to none of those guys had to qualify on Tuesday, they're right. just in the A, right? Right. They gave them hot laps to start the night, um, and then they went hot laps qualifying right to the feature on Monday, right? right. You know, and two 14-car features are, yeah. you know what I mean? I think he was expecting, you know, probably getting 20 to 24 cars in them features on Monday, um, and, you know, then run your Bs and get cutting it down a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, you know, Barry's obviously throwing the money out there and, um, announced that huge Wasoda deal <laughs> oh, for next year. Wasoda um, got made irrelevant by one promoter. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that again, but is it was it twenty thousand dollars to win? Twenty thousand to win the late models. Yep. 
And then um, 10 for the mods. I thought it was 15. 15, 15, 15 for the mods. 15 for the mods for and the B 10 mods. for the B mods. Yeah. So that's the finale. Where's that at? That's at Ghana Club. That's at Ghana. So they're running the whole week, and then that's the finale, yep. correct? Correct. Whew. Big money. I would assume there's going to be some followers there. I would assume you're correct. 25, 25 grand. So obviously, it's going to have to be the biggest paying with Soda Show ever. Late model. Is I would not? say, yeah. Well, I mean, is, is that the point fund is 20 grand? No, is that the race? single race, right? So, is yeah. it, or, or is the point grand, tw- or is a point fund 20 grand they're running at the same night as the twin 25s? No, I thought it wasn't the point fund. I thought it was the actual. I don't remember. All I, I know is a shit race. ton of freaking money. You think it's the point fund? I think it is. Or is it the actual, uh, an actual race? I don't know, but Save here's all I know. If it's double the Wasota 100. It's double the Challenge Series Save point fund. these dates. It's double everything Wasota does. Shocking well, development. 100000 on the line. Elkhorn, Elkhorn. Where's it at? So much stuff going on here on the XR deal. I didn't, I, I just saw the dates. I just saw the money that was getting thrown out there. Um, maybe it was the point fund. I thought it was just single race. I don't know. I don't know what the heck I'm talking XR about. XR Northern Storm. Let's see what I it would says. Think, uh, I would think the, that's probably why I'm on the wrong freaking thing. They got their own Facebook page? They do. Oh, XR Northern Storm. There it is. Now we can look at it. So July 16th, Saturday finals night. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yes. Holy sh- Oh, and the top 16 in points from the week lock into the race on Saturday. So the whole week is pay dirt. 20 grand to win with soda late models, 15 grand to win with soda modifieds, 10 grand to win with soda Midwest modifieds, July 16th through the 20th, Tuesday through a Saturday. Um, I would assume they're going to start in the same place. Uh, did they start in Ogilvy? They did. They went Ogilvy. When Ogilvy, Hibbing, Proctor, which got <clears> rained <throat> out, uh, Ashland, and then back to Superior, Superior for, the, for the finale. finale. Wow, that's a pretty awesome deal. So that's Barry Braun from XR Plus um, <clears throat> sticking up the money and <clears throat> supporting the um, – yeah, because tonight's Twin Ports, they moved that to like August or something, didn't they? I think so. Postponed to August 6th. When is that? Is that right? That'd be uh, the day after the USA Nationals is done, right before the XR Northern or the that uh, Super Series race up there. Right, 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 right on, right on, right on. Because, yeah, because they haven't even finished the points yet. No. Um, Could be a good time to take a trip to Superior. So none of that Two days in a row. Done. Right. Yeah, so that <clears throat> that was going on up there. They ran that. Um, it was a week-long deal. It was a good... Um, for the most part, it was good. I uh, thought it was a good racing. Hey, what happened with the beer can finish on Saturday night at Viking? B-Mods. Which, I don't know. They ran. Neilan changed the order up on me, so I didn't get to, I didn't get to run the. I didn't get to uh, watch the end of the B-Mods. I was sitting in staging. Change order? Well, we moved them back a little bit because so, it was their special. Oh. So um, when Streeter's short trackers in so the So you B-Mods. were in the tech shed when the race was going on. No, I was in staging. 
because we ran it was B mods and then supers and the mods. And then um, I didn't see. I just saw him go flying down the back straightaway, and I'm like, oh boy, this should be probably a close finish. Um, and then um, Corey chucked a slider, right? I don't know. I didn't watch. Is I that just, what happened? I saw the photo finish. Corey chucked the slider, and then Travis duck Engelbretson ducked back underneath. Engelbretson him, right? got so, him by a beer can. Yeah, Corey Stork and um, point oh, what was it point oh two four? Something like I think that. it was. Um, so Corey, um, Travis Engelbretson ended up beating Corey Stork at the line there at the midway. Yeah, great race. Um, like we said before, Brad Lorenz got his first ever. It's um, street stock wins. Awesome to see. Awesome to see those guys um, that have supported Viking Speedway for so long and then get their – I mean, it's crazy the amount of people and everybody knows it's their first win and you can race for years and years. A lot of people race years and they don't ever get a chance, but then when they finally do, it's just awesome to see. First-time winners are awesome to see. I don't care what class. Yep. Agreed. Then this weekend we got the big Hall of Fame night coming up. Yeah, we do. Um, Jeff Wildung and John Steppen going in the Hall of Fame, so that should be fun. Should be um, should be a few beer cans crushed. Oh, I think there's on, gonna sa- be on a, Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be with a those two of beer cruises, those, Well, you know how it was. It was always uh, uh, Steppens. They always party down in the West End, and then mm-hmm. Wildungs were always in the middle, and then you throw in all of us. My clan, the tennis clan, were always hooping and hollering. There's a plethora of crushed beer cans yes, in the morning. A, uh, usually a bunch. That of, was a Johnny Sizzle was still cleaning the cleaning <laughs> the pits, and he had he had to deal with those those uh, oil drums full of crushed beer cans every every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning, yep. Every Sunday morning for the most part. What else did we miss last week? Obviously, um, I haven't heard. Hopefully, things are going well. But thoughts and prayers out to. Uh, to uh, Jordan Fisher, right? Yeah. Um, fluke deal happened in Ogilvy. Um, they had their bus races, which is obviously um, pretty, pretty um, eventful and fun to watch. And a couple, three buses got tangled up coming out of turn four. And Jordan, one went bonsai across the yeah, infield. He was sitting and, a little too close on next to his four wheeler, and um, a bus hit the four wheeler and him head on, and they airlifted him out of there. And Last update I saw, he got released on Monday, like right away, um, or Sunday morning, actually. And everything I've heard, he's doing great. So, Damn lucky. Yeah, very lucky. So it's uh, – and talk about that safety deal again. Yeah, I know we've talked about it at Speedway, too, is you have to think the unthinkable. Um, even though you may be completely off the wall and don't think that's ever going to happen – you really never know what's going to happen at a racetrack. Um, no, especially with a school bus. <clears throat> yeah, you, you just there's don't. no such thing as a concrete barrier that's going to stop a no. school bus at full song. No, not happening. No, there's nothing stopping a school bus. So, um, so just make sure your racetracks taking think the unthinkable. Right. You know what I mean? I know after that Knoxville deal, uh, we bought seatbelt cutters on our four wheelers and our tow truck guys and our ambulance people got seatbelt cutters at Viking Speedway and just. Uh, you know, you keep doing this. You just never know. And they're not that expensive. You never know. All you need to do is use it once to save somebody's life. So um, it's it's getting super tough. And I always thought, <clears throat> you know, up at I-94 Speedway, standing up in turns three and four there, it's only going to take one B-Mod or Mod to hop wheels, and someone's going over that wall in three and four. 100%. And through the fence. And I'm like sitting, standing back there. I'm like, no, I, I can't do this. It just Timmy just about did it at the 100. He did. He did. And you, you can't. It's just, I mean, that was... That was like inches from being catastrophic. It was bad enough the way it was, but 
If you get the wrong thing happen over there and that car gets hit the wrong way and it goes cartwheeling over that fence. Oof. <clears throat> yeah. So it's just tough. You got to, like I said, you have to think the unthinkable and, and look at things and try to make things as safe as possible and, you know, keep people. You know, that's why we're always hounding on people. Stand back. St- <clears throat> stand back. Well, it's, it's for your own safety. You know, a car comes barreling through. I mean, we've seen cars almost hit water trucks. We've seen cars almost we've go seen through cars, the front hit, We've seen cars hit water trucks. I mean, we've seen cars on the parking lot. We've seen, seen cars hit wreckers. We've seen Kurt Lund <laughs> go tumbling down the pit road, coming in the pits at Viking Speedway. So you just never know what's going to happen. So you got to make sure you're taking all the all the precautions and making sure everybody's safe at your facility. Because like you said, it only takes... Uh, only takes one freak accident for something bad to happen. Yeah, it's it happens quick. I mean, everybody loves. Obviously, people love. Obviously, the drivers love to drive, and the people that work at the track love to be there, and the fans love to watch it. But there is a uh, there is a safety aspect in auto racing that has to be at the top of the heap because it is highly dangerous. Yep. Don't care. Don't care what your safety equipment is. Don't care about any of it. The fact of the matter is, is when you combine all these different things together, you create uh, recipes that sometimes cause unforeseen results. Right. And uh, that's the thing, too, I got to say uh, about Husets. Jesse Sobbing went for one hell of a ride. Ooh, that was nasty. Him and, him and the leader of the race, I don't remember who it was, they were trying to get around Scott Ward. Scott Ward was getting lapped. And it wasn't Scott's fault. Scott no. was out of the way. It, the, the leader... The leader was in the middle and kind of got, I think he got maybe a little arrow sensitive coming off the corner. And all of a sudden the cars are all wiggling and waggling. And next thing you know, Sobbing's doing shit that Olympic divers do. Yeah. Off the fence and, and, uh, pretty a spectacular wreck. But those people out there, when it comes to wrecks, they're, you, you can tell they're used to sprint cars. Yeah. And they're worried yeah. about fire all the time yeah. because of that, that deal. Yeah. They they move fast, <clears throat> and they got fences out there that we don't see here. Right, them sprint car fences; those things are built to handle a D nine cat. Yep, you know. So luckily for sobbing, he didn't get hurt. He got his bell rung a little bit. Right. But, um, there was a couple of <clears throat> there was a dandy wreck on the uh, somebody late model guy smoked a inside retaining wall on Wednesday night too. Got dumped coming off turn four, which is pretty easy to do out there. Yeah. It, it tight. Yeah. And the late, late models race like street stocks here. They don't mind leaning on each other a little bit. The, the Wasota late model guys, there's a few of them out there and they ran okay. Okay. But if you guys ever want to go out and run against the Malvern Bank Series guys, um, you're going to have donuts in your doors. You're going to have some crinkled up tin. These guys, they race different down there than we race here. They get after it, and they they don't care. They, the, your car is not going in the trailer the right. same exact way it came out. Right, right. Just, it's it's like going to Watertown. Yeah. Okay. That's that's how they <laughs> you, run. Yep. You're gonna get some donuts. Donuts. You're gonna yep. probably be doing a little tin afterwards. Exactly. Right. Did you uh, did you get a chance watching the Moonshine Montour last week? I did not. I was up there and. Um, this this was ironic. I was gonna try watch bits and pieces of it. You'd think in Sioux Falls you'd have really good cell phone service. That campground for some reason it was spotty at best. Was it? Was yeah, it? Yeah, I I tried to stream some stuff. It didn't really work. So yeah, so they were at Buffalo River on um, BRRP Buffalo. They they switched that now. It's just Buffalo River Speedway, isn't it? So they were at Buffalo River on 
Kmar was that. What day were they up there? That was Wednesday. 19th Wednesday? Yep. Uh, it was a good race. Blake Jetfig got the win. Um, Gertis was second. Travis Sauer was third. And then TPO and Zach Johnson, who uh, they had a very good series. That was the Buffalo River show. Then they went to Norman County. Um, that was another good race. And I watched the majority of these. And um, Zach Johnson got the win there. Brady Gertis came from 10th to 2nd. Uh, Matt Auckland. I think he got the lead there for a little bit, and they were, they were um, then TPO and then Dustin Strand ended up fifth. They were um, that was a good race up front there for a long time. They were really getting after it, really duking her out. Um, and then Zach um, Zach got the win there. And then the next night they were at River Cities, um, and it was for the most part it was decent car counts throughout the uh, throughout twenty eight cars again. And then uh, Dustin Strand put the beat down on them. Shocking um, development. He won, Strand, he won the one in that night too. Um, Zach was second. TPO was third. Aaron Blacklance, good run in fourth. And then Aaron Holton was fifth. And you notice something about that? Where was the... Uh, Did you notice something about that line, that that result you just gave there? All the guys that were in the top five at River Cities had a lot of ex- laps and a lot of experience yeah, around River Cities. Yeah, and Zach's got a lot of laps up there uh, too. You, well, Dustin Wall was sixth. And then... Joe Thomas, and then not, and then you all of a sudden, Travis Sauer twelfth, Brady Gerd is thirteenth. When you see those Fremming kind of cars 15th. back there, that just goes to show you how different animal River yeah. Cities is. Yep, yep. And then the next night, um, they finished off in Greenbush, and I did not watch this one, um, but I think I remember who won it. Oh yeah, Joe Thomas won it. Um, the Aaron Blacklands another good run. Um, Zach, 21st to 3rd. Don't surprise me. Gertis got 4th, and then Tanner Williamson got 5th. Um, Fremming was 8th. Then you had... Who else was there? Emery was a DNF. Travis Sauer was a DNF. So it looks like they had a couple... Um, I had 26 cars again, so I think a couple of guys... Um, TPO's off the tour. Did TP drop off the moonshine because yeah. he wasn't there? What do they got? He, um, he was bitching. He was bitching that one of the races they were at was a throttle fest. Oh. So anyway, you got um, so there's what four races left. Well, is it just one swing left? Viking, Fergus, Granite. Is that it? No, they go um, Lisbon. Lisbon's the Thursday, right? Probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That's done. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. So four four nights left. Zach Johnson leading the points. Um, over five over Brady Gertis. Uh Travis Sowers thirty six back. Justin Fremings fifty one back. Jeez, all Viking Speedway locals leading the top four. What do you think of that, Dan? Not surprised one and, bit. Right, exactly. And then Joe Thomas is in fifth. Mike Stearns sixth. I don't think he's made all the shows yet. And now TPO seventh. So it looks like you were at five cars that hit every race. Yeah. Welcome to racing in twenty twenty three. Actually, seven. How many have they ran? Well, it's been seven or eight. Eight. So, actually, let me rephrase that. You have had four cars that have ran all eight because Joe Thomas has only ran seven. So, what do you think of that? Stearns has ran six. TPO has ran five. So, I mean, you've had 61 cars run the series. Um, But I think that... That because um, they're doing what August, mid August, yeah. You know? um, and I think once they get over here, 
the cars, the car counts will be good. I, the car count should be here because we got a lot of modifieds around here. Yeah, you know it'll be good. And then you, it's kind of you're getting into August. Everybody, you know, the big money's coming up in September, so I think right. everybody will be out getting ready to crack at it and get cracking. So. Yeah, our good old buddy Michael Bromwich over in Wisconsin is firing, firing up the old brain box here, letting us know that the moonshine order is about done. <laughs> is it on the way? The moonshine order that we didn't order that he just decided to give us. So that's, yeah. So we're going to have to have. He said he's got your address. He's shipping it to you. We're going to have. <laughs> we're going to have to. <laughs> we have to intercept that right away. Um <laughs> So I'm thinking of a night, a day we could do the podcast. Oh my god, put moonshine in a podcast? Womps! Well, it's. I'm just saying. Oh my, we got any holidays coming up other than <laughs> Labor Day? Well, uh, we bust out the moonshine. It's going to be a holiday because we're going to be worthless <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, so yeah, no thanks to uh, Michael. Uh, what's the last Brom- Bromwich? Bromwich? Bromwich. Um, for sending us, uh, he's a listener. Um, met him at uh, he used to pit for Dustin Nelson. Met him at the. Uh, he's trying to get Dan to go to the. I was seriously thinking about going on that USA USA Nationals and little you, misfortune this week. You got fans there. You could go there and do your podcast stuff, and you have fans there. I know. It's probably part of the reason why I don't want to go. Why not? My head probably won't be the same for a week and a half. No, it's not the same. Regardless. He, he, said, he, said he, might talk, he said he might talk his wife into coming to the half mile. There you he go. He said he hasn't been to the half mile for years. There you go. He was going down some old nostalgia on, on this deal. I got to see what, what what the hell it was. Should come up Labor Day weekend. What's he do Labor Day weekend? Well, that's kind of, I think, what his program was. He was thinking. You guys can camp next to each other. Uh, I'm not <laughs> camping. <laughs> come on. Let's go. He says he hasn't been to the half mile since. He was helping Dave Moss in the Power 110. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's rolling her back. Yeah, that'd be, um, oof, boy, the Power 110 car. I'm trying to think. Is that late? Late 90s? No, no, no. Just wait past that. He would have been, well, the Power 110, the one year, that's when him and Aho beat the brakes off each other for the title. <laughs> um is it late two thousands? Was that that was early tens? Yeah, it would have been. It must have been yeah, late nineties. What the hell am I talking about? It must have been late two. Wasn't then late two thousands? Yeah, yeah. Had to have been somewhere beating the piss out of each other. Six seven. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's the way the the title should come down to. Is at the end of the year, what do you do? You go follow each other because you can't let one guy go to. KRA and win, and then you know what I mean, right? You got to go head to head when you're coming down to one point. You got to go head to head. I mean, they would basically they'd follow each other. I mean, they I remember they're up and we were up in Glendon, and <laughs> you pulled into the tech shed, and all it was was middle fingers and cussing and swearing <laughs> and sheet metal get flying all over the place, and a <laughs> hole got punted. <laughs> I don't know if it was Moss. Yeah, it was Moss. Moss punted them. And then I can't remember if, because the night before Brandon Jensen punted me, and mm-hmm. I think I gave it back to him. And then you I think you gave it back to him, Cross. I know I gave it back to him going into three and four. I, and then he he wanted nothing to do with me because he knew I was pissed. Um, <laughs> but then I got into third, 
And then Aho was up on the high side. He just got by Moss, and he came cutting across him, and then Aho went flying through the infield. And then all I remember, I ended up Moss ended up winning. I got second. Aho was spitting nails. And then <laughs> Brandon Jensen up third. And all I remember was coming, you know, Buffalo River when you come up off the track. And yep. Old Scale was down there. Yep. Whitney Aho was standing there with the double barrels, <laughs> <laughs> giving it to Moss, just flat out giving it to Moss. And then I look up there, and my crew, Shane and my dad, were going at it with Brandon Jensen's crew. It was just a freaking melee. But that's it was it's all funny. That games, was just right? the way it was. It was the Corn Cob Nationals. That was, was before Superstars. everybody got soft. You didn't know. Like I said, you, I always went up there because I just did. We just went up there and ran twice. I had some family and relatives up there, too, so they always came over and... You could sit there for two nights, and but you always got the travelers. Tardy would come. That's how I kind of oh, yeah. got to know Jeff Tardy and John a little bit. Yeah, uh, they'd come up there, and then you throw us locals, the Bernadas, and all those guys, and then you Corky Thomas, then you throw in Aho Moss, Brandon Jensen, and Steve Beach, and you go to the Corn <laughs> Cob, man. whoever else you had up there. You go to the Corn Cob Nationals back in the day. You, before you go up there, you go through your shop and you find the oldest, shittiest body you got <laughs> and <laughs> rivet that baby on because you know it's not going to look any worse or any better oh. when you get back. Because them guys up there, I don't know, there in Bemidji both was bad. Them them boys up there had eight days a week to work on their shit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Ian Wendland used to run up to run up to Bemidji all the time, race up there weekly for a couple of years. And I swear some of those guys had like, Freaking curtain rods for Nerf bars. I mean, they 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 wreck they wrecked their stuff so bad that they were going through anything they could in their house to put on their car. Yeah, and just yeah. junk. The I good was, old corn cob national. Yeah, guy. it was it was fun times, but yeah, like you said, you you definitely beat the brakes off each other and have some fun. And yeah, our buddy uh, one night our our buddy Billy was up there teching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that go see. We pull in the tech, and then he's all, and then he's sitting there smirking and laughing. <laughs> so then he goes around with his tire chalk, talk, yeah. chalks everybody's tires, and then makes you make a lap around the pits. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. Thanks for chalking tires in the in the supers. I don't know if someone was claiming who knows who had gold trackers back then or what, but no, that's about it. At least he didn't. At least Billy didn't kick my car. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but other the than Bill, that, I don't the know. Billy Chronicles. Yeah, the Billy Chronicles. Other than that, I don't know. Um, did we miss anything from last weekend? Nah, I think we're. Uh, I think we got it covered. Covered dialed. most of the stuff. Um, Fiesta City Montevideo had their um, fair races. Fair last races night. last night. Light uh, car counts. Yeah, extreme heat. Perfect recipe for everything you don't oh, want. But boy, it was a hundred degrees down there. It's usually a big night for them too down there. Their fair nights always right. a big night. Um, I ran down there weekly for a while. It was always a huge night for them, and that that heat was tough. Right. Um, I mean, and it is what it is. But um, I think it, it was it was decent race, and I thought uh, Sabraski just about got Trevor Nelson at the line there in the supers, and then um, Don Shaw won the late models. Correct. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I yeah, flipped, he did. I flipped off. Shout out to models. Um, I watched a USOC sprint car race. Gilbertson was trying to track him down, just about did. Um, and then Sabraski started front row and killed him in the mods. Um, the Browers were beating the brakes off each other in the streeters. Um, I believe one of the Browers won. I don't know who won the Midwest mod. I missed the Midwest mod feature. Um, I watched part of it, and that's when I flipped it. I was but it was, kinda, it was, that's a, 
I know they made the I think they no track points. They, but yeah, they they, they can track points yeah. because they because of the heat. To, yeah, which I think was a good move in their part. It was because they're they're basically almost forced to race that night. Yep. Um, and I think they uh, I'm sure they got something set up there with with their fare and stuff like that. So it's just a tough with the but they got it in and um you know night went quick. That was a big thing. You know, let's get her done and you know the good thing about not having too many cars in a race at least um. Um, at least you don't have to run as many laps. Right. Um, and then you did, like I said, you had some travelers. Sabraski was down there and, you know, Trevor Nelson came over. So it's boy, Sabraski was, uh, Sabraski was looking like a second rate citizen last night in that super stock. Well, he got her going there late, but he wasn't trying in the heat race. You're already in the invert and he knew he was, you know what I mean? Right. You see, he was like dropping away back, just trying stuff, you know, getting used to the track a little bit too. So, um, but yeah, so they ran last night. I think everybody KRA's canceled for today. Yeah, they flooded out. Their tracks flooded. They got swamp. They got swamped that rainstorm Tuesday night. Yeah, with all man, that would rain for a long time. <laughs> crazy. Well, I guess they had an inch and three quarter in town. What'd you have at your house? I don't know. I don't keep track. Huh. But it was wet. I'm either it's a raining guy or it's a not raining guy. Right. The grass is either too long or burnt up. Fifty percent. It's either fifty percent rain or fifty percent not raining, right? Right. That's so yeah, no. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's anything going on. When's when's Prater start? Prater, it's Friday. It's just Friday, Saturday. Friday, they Saturday. Don't do a Thursday deal. Correct. And that's a outlaw show, right? Where's yep. Lucas at this weekend? Are they off? Off. They're not racing until Florence. Okay. Got a break. So they got a break. Yep. The World of Outlaw Sprint Cars back in action this weekend. World of Outlaw Sprint Cars. Uh, they must be. Yeah, I think they are. I don't know where, but because high uh, high limit was last night. Rico beat Larson. Did and, Rico win that? Yeah, I, I passed took- Larson. And uh, All Star Circuit of Champions was last night. USAC Sprint Cars were last night. I watched that. That Indiana Sprint Car Week is going on right now. That was a dust What's bowl. the date today? Uh twenty ninth. Is that right, Brandon? They, they run tonight. Tonight, Weed Sport. Oh, they're over there. So Weed Sport the 29th and 30th. And then the Northern Swing's coming up here in a couple weeks. And then they go, um, then they have I-55, their big one. And then the Knoxville Nationals, right? Yep. It's a four-dayer. Then they go Jackson. And then the end of the month, they're uh, River Cities, Red River Valley Speedway for two and then skag it for a couple. Yeah. And then they go out west, right? The western swing. Yeah. Grays Harbor, Silver Dollar. Yeah. King Speedway, Placerville. And then before they come back to Eldora. Right. Then Williams Grove, Port Royal. I think I'm going to Jackson. I think I'm going to go to the Jackson Nationals for a day this year. Never been there. Jackson National, 17th, 18th, 19th. Yeah. Jim Nealon keeps telling me how great a facility Jackson is. He said it's better than Houston's. So I think we're going to go find out. Might have to do that. Yeah. Go Thursday night or something. Uh, have you been to Knoxville before? No. You haven't been to Knoxville? Uh-uh. Pretty cool place. I know. I heard that. You might have to, I've been there once. You might have to uh you might have to head on down to um Knoxville. Six hour drive though. It's only three to Jackson. That's the big thing. Yeah, that is the big thing. Six yeah, hour drive, a six hour drive, you're going for the whole weekend, you're bringing the camper. 
Yeah, it wasn't bad. I was living down there, so it was right. only two and a half for me when we jetted down there. It was kind of nice. Um, so anyway, we're, um, where are we at here, Brandon? We're about running up on time because we got things to do today. We're about right on time, about things to do. Yeah. Um, so this week, basically, um, like I said, Hall of Fame night at Viking Speedway. Hop on out there. Should be a good time and it's always great. Um, I know you, I don't know if you're going to be coming by. Um, they do the, um, Robin with Winning Edge does the little, uh, picnic out there beforehand in the Lions building. It's great to see all the, um, they all come back for the most part if uh, if they're still around. Yeah, um, bring back all the Hall of Fame people, and it's great seeing all them people. And you know Jeff Hinkemeyer and and Ryan Music and Scott Hillig and Dave Stork and even some of the you know Jim Nealon and you know some of the older guys come back too. So it's good to uh, it's good to see all the history of Vikings. Brass. Spike and Speedway. I know. Did you see Brandon? I know. Thanks, Brandon Cop here for coming racing last weekend. Yeah. Did, did you see his post on the about the Hall of Fame deal? No. I think he posted on the one to go show because I, I talked about that and he goes, Oh man, finally a racetrack doing the Hall of Fame right two people per year. Because did you see the Gondic had like eight and giving yeah. it's and it was like, Well, yeah, it's and I told I was we were talking about that this weekend. And I said, Yeah, no, there's there's a criteria. Mm-hmm. Um you gotta be a certain age. I mean, you had to, you know, probably be a track champion and win some races and um, also, we do employees that have been here a long time too. So uh, it was good to see Brandon made a comment about that. And yeah, I, I think uh, you know two per year makes it a little one of those deals a little tougher to get in, right? But, uh, right. And, but then the negative part of it is doing two a year. You get some people that are up in years and have been around for a long, long time, and you want to make sure you get all those get all those people in while they're still yeah, there. Yeah, and you have to do that. So no. it's 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 a it's. It's it's good and it's bad. Both both things are good and they're bad. Yeah, right. And they started doing that. I know they were with some employees and stuff that have been around a while too. Right. So, um, so yeah. So get on out there. Like I said, um, what's uh, Gerke Memorial up at I ninety four? Yeah, should be interesting to see the car counts up there. Hopefully they get a good mod field. It's always it should be That'll a be good, good be a good race. They haven't to, raced uh, up there for two weeks. Has and... Ryan ever won that race? <clears throat> no. No, the way he's been running, this might be the year. It might be the year he's been it wheeling could be. it. Could could be so. Uh, but I think you're going to have a really really hard time beating that uh, 33x car. Sorry to tell you, but that uh, that framing machine is fast. Yeah, it is fast um, and balanced. And you know how dry it's going to be up there with as hot as it's been this week. Yeah, I wonder who. Yeah, I wonder who's going to travel up there. Is Sebraski going to come up there? I know he can't no, run both he cars because he won't he's, have a he's super. Ha- he's, he pretty much has to run that super. Um, yeah. Now yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So, Are they running late models too, or did they know. drop? I don't know, and I haven't looked either. With the weather the way it's been this week, they would be really smart if they did drop them because that track, I'll promise you, does not have one drop of moisture in it. I yeah, mean, well, you I run mean, late models on it now. It's they cool. might have got some rain last night too. So I don't know if they're doing the. Um, I don't know if they're doing late models. Now, but at least it's temperature supposed to drop. It's only supposed to be now like eighty. Like seventy eight, seventy nine at Viking on Saturday, so that that's be perfect. Good, uh, so yeah, so make sure um, shopbeanstock.com, get your dirt podcast apparel, elevate visual dot com. Uh, make sure you head uh, hit up. Uh, you need some drone work, you need any video work, any production stuff like that. Hop on elevate visual dot com. He also has a website. Um, we'll post all that stuff on our page, um, and then. Um, 
again, the stickers. The stickers are out. Thanks to um, Steve Tammon and Justin Tammon and Ryan Flatten of Team Redline Graphics. Um, so make sure anybody needs any um, any stickers, need your car lettered, anything like that. Make sure you get to uh, Team Redline Graphics. They got a website and Facebook page, and um, you can go visit them and get everything all lettered up and stickered up. Dan, you got anything else you want to end with? No, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm about out of wind. About out of wind. Yeah, we ended up. Well, how many days? You just go golfing once this week. Yeah, just with you on Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm going again in the morning. Got uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, old hockey friend coming up. Um, the old Brookings Blizzard coach. Oh, text Johnny and I, Dan Diakawa. I don't know if you remember him. Um, his kids playing in the in Sox Center in the PGA deal. Oh, fourteen to fifteen or whatever it is that they're doing in Sox Center. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna swing up and go do a round. So we're gonna go out there and haven't seen him in a while. So he's a pretty good golfer, actually. So we'll go hit the sticks with Johnny and could add free tickets to the damn 3M down the cities this week. So did I. I just got a text last night. I just it ain't in the cards. I got too much other shit going on. I well, short this short notice stuff when you're going to do something for a couple of days just doesn't seem to fly. Were you going anymore. to the VIP tent with me? Because that's where I was headed. I don't know. My buddy had my buddy had some corporate tickets. He told me he had it because they weren't going to be able to use them. Yeah, that's what I got a text last night too. That said, uh, what did it say? All it said was, want to be a customer of 3M's tomorrow? <laughs> it was from my buddy uh, Johnny, who's our radio guy down in North Iowa. He's a oh. salesman for uh, 3M now. Sure. Um, so he, he's going to go down. He's a golfing guy, so I would assume it would have been right. wine and dine and the whole nine years. Right. So. so yeah, there you go, folks. That's uh, putting a wrap on episode 18 of season two of the Dirt Podcast. That's Dan, Brandon on production, and I'm Jeff, and we will catch you on the flip side.